Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of A Better Way Podcast. Today, you have Courtney, and I am joined by Kimberly Gerber. I'm so excited to introduce Kimberly to you. She is the founder and CEO of Accelerate, which is a firm that specializes in executive strategy and communication, something that I think is really, really important, not only when we're speaking to the entrepreneur audience, but um, as you both know, Danielle and I have experience in agency and corporate life, um, and we know that it's really important if you're still in that stage or looking to grow in that stage as well. Um, With over 30 years experience leading organizations towards growth, including her own experience as a Fortune 100 executive, Kimberly, who's joining us today, has really worked to develop this transformational process, coaching the individuals she works with to accelerate their thinking, their behavior, and the results that they get, which also impacts their organization, be it their own business or the enterprise that they work within. Uh, She's also a mom to three children, aged middle school to high school. So she gets firsthand what it's like for us to want to do all the things, but not be able to do all the things. So Kimberly, I'm so excited to have you on today. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. And I am, um, I'm laughing actually as, as I'm listening to you right there at the end say, you know, that we want to do all things, but you know, that we can't do all things. And I was laughing because I was thinking we can't really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. We can do all things. I think that that's one of the um, things I try and teach my girls, um, it, you know, is of course you can't do them all at the same time, but you know, you don't have to sacrifice. And I think that that's the thing I love about being a female professional today, which is different than it was, you know, when I was growing up. And so um, I love your podcast idea. I love your podcast. And I think what you're doing for women is really fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. Well, um, I know I shared just a little bit about your journey, but for anyone who may not be familiar with you, do you want to just talk a little bit more about your background and kind of what's gotten you to this point today that, uniquely positions you to help um, women and women executives build their personal brand? Absolutely. So my career in a nutshell is um, after college, I I grew up on the East Coast in Rochester, uh, greatest snowfall through the years. If you guys um, know what that means, it means a lot of shoveling and it's freezing. So I decided after college that I wanted warmer climate and I came out to San Diego to go to grad school. While I was doing that, I worked for a home care agency. I eventually ran the home care agency and then started one of my own while still in grad school and built that to a million dollar business, which was a lot of fun. However, I was going to grad school to run national marketing and PR and I was naive. I didn't really understand the gift that I had in my hand at the time. But I did get recruited to a Fortune 500 company, Fleetwood, and I took it. I thought that is my dream. I'm going to go do it. And I spent five years there and it was a tremendous 
experience. Very hard, a lot of learning. I was every day on a steep growth curve and I and I think I didn't appreciate it for what it was at the time because at the time I got to work, it was a very flat organization driven. Um, they were on the Fortune 500 list, but they were like number 120 on profitability. And mm -hmm. so this was a company that was highly focused on the bottom line. And in my role, I was focused on the top line. Um, and I got to do phenomenal things in that in that organization right alongside the very highest levels of people in the organization. So from the time I was in my early 20s, I was working right alongside the C-suite leaders. And from that point in my career, that really never stopped. I never, um, I, I that accelerated what I was able to do as a leader myself. In that process, I was studying, selling, and perfecting my craft, which was strategic branding. And in that process, I started to come up with this idea of branding myself. And I did it to um, advance my career, and it was very helpful. And what I started to learn in that process was that leaders who really understood marketing principles, the way we market to consumers, the way we sell our products and brands and services, well, if they started to apply some of those same principles to themselves, they could improve their results. They would accelerate their careers. They would, all the competence that they had anyway in their you know, intellect or creativity or productivity would go up you know, five notches because of the way they marketed themselves. And so, you know, being young and, and creative myself, I started to put together programs to help my teams become better business partners and and do things. And and through that process, I was eventually recruited to Starbucks Coffee, where I spent another five years in marketing as a marketing executive mm -hmm. and had a wildly amazing experience there, very different than the one that I'd had, one that was really based around people and culture and understanding strategically how everything, when it links together, it creates an incredible experience. And I became very, very conscientious about how to create experiences for people. So I've kind of like took my branding and marketing strategy background that I'd learned earlier at Fleetwood and I brought that together with the experiential branding and I and I merged that and I knew from those experiences growing trying things myself I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life was to take all that branding and marketing background and help people help leaders become the best leaders that they can be mm -hmm. absolutely I think it's interesting um there's two things you said one that I just want to touch on is you mentioned about early in your career how you were working alongside executives and accelerated your growth, yeah. um, but that it was also very challenging. And I yeah. think this is something that's been true both in my corporate experience and then now as an entrepreneur for the last year and a half is that you can't always see the growth when you're in it. It's not till after that you sometimes see the growth. And I think that that can oh, yeah. be challenging, especially when you think about building a personal brand or, you know, establishing your presence either amongst a team or as an individual, because you're not always, um, it's not always as a parent and it's not, you're not always as confident in that growth until after the fact. So I think that that's an interesting challenge, but I do Absolutely. think that, you know, the element of that personal brand that you talked about is so important. And it's funny because I will be the first to admit 
I spend so much time on my clients. I'm not doing it for myself. And it's one of those things I know I need to be doing. I know the principles behind it, but it's the last thing I pay attention to. And I think that that is true for busy moms in that there's so many things you need to get done every day that you're not always stepping back and thinking about the bigger picture. And I would say your personal brand is the bigger picture. So can you talk a little bit about why it's important whether you're running your own business or working for another company, why is that personal brand important? And how do you build one? So the, the, it's very um, insightful of you to, to kind of focus in on those points. And, and you are, you're right kind of in with everybody. We, we know something's important, but until we have it, till we've done it, we don't know how important it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're working in marketing and branding and you're doing that for others, it's like the cobbler whose kids have no shoes. Abs- I say it um, all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that and and you know, that just shows where your your heart is. So, one thing I want to just leave with you personally and for the listeners is that it's um it's the metaphor of when you're on an airplane, you kind of put the mask on yourself and then you can give it to others. And and I would say that with with branding and any kind of personal services, if we take care of ourselves first, we are taking care of others, right? We're and we're enabling a, a much higher level of taking care of others because people are attracted to that which they that resonates with them. And if what you're and and they're attracted to things like authenticity and congruency and consistency. So if if what we're selling even if we aren't thinking about it as selling, if what we're putting out to the world day in and day out is a very consistent promise people are going to be attracted they're going to be magnetized to that promise whatever it is and it's going to be different people but it'll be the right people they're going to be magnetized to that and then when they see that it's consistent not just you know every day looking the same but in all the different behaviors when there's a real plumb line of consistency people's trust goes up very quickly and they will become raving fans because that that the the currency of relationship is trust and part of what we do in personal branding whether we are trying to or not you you have a brand you may not know what it is but you have one and so and so i say just be intentional about it really cultivate it because the brand that you have represents your promise to the world, Mm -hmm. whether that's your neighbors or your clients or your colleagues or your partners, it represents your promise to the world. And the more consistent, the more intentional you are about that, the more they're going to trust you, Mm -hmm. the more they're going to want you to guide them in this area, whatever area of promise that you're making. So the other thing that a, that a brand can do, and I want to speak to this, this is, this is important, I think, for women in particular. You, when you mentioned, you know, the, the insecurities that can come up working kind of when you're over your skis, at 100%, it brought to mind a story of where I was given a task that I was, I wasn't even in the skis. Like, I didn't even have skis to be over on this project. A boss of mine <laughs> dumped a a McKinsey binder that was like, you can't see my hands, the audience can't see my hands, but it's like five or six inches deep and said, I want you to run the go-to-market re-engineering process for the company. And I was like, 
I had to go look up the words. <laughs> and McKinsey, you know, that's like $5 million projects. And I had to reverse engineer that for the company. I was so over my skis. I was so out of my depth. And, and I did not appreciate, recognize uh, that opportunity for was it, what it was at the time. And the first meeting we're going to um, was in this big hotel. I brought all the big wigs in the organization together who didn't want to be there to do a project they didn't want to do to be led by someone in their mid-20s who didn't know what the heck they were doing. And I remember I hit the floor on my knees. I was like crying. I was so out of my depth. And I was like, God, please get me through this. And I stood up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, no matter what with the content on this, no matter what with the process, you are who you are. And you you just need to maintain that. Like never set him let never let him see you sweat. And it went fine. And the pro the project was great. And I, I mean I figured it out. The brand held me together, knowing what my personal brand was, because at that point in time, I knew what I had to look and be and sound like, even though I was faking it, man. I really was. So this is actually a really good story because one of the things I wanted to ask is I think when people think of a personal brand, they think of entrepreneurs because they think of like influencers or people they see on social oh. media yeah. or people who have their headshot on a website. But um, when you think of a personal brand within an enterprise, within a corporation, within an organization, I think that that can come out in different ways. So when you talk about that consistent promise, when you talk about what you look like, what you sound like, um, your behaviors, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like what what are those things that make up your personal brand um, and how can people be more intentional in how they go about those things without also stressing themselves and overthinking it? But yeah, yes. Um, yeah. And actually having doing the work of a personal of creating your personal brand takes so much stress out of all of the things that you just said. And it'll actually help economize when you go shopping, which a lot of us women like to do. Yep. And so because it, it'll really focus you in on that is not for me, this is for me. And so it, it, the branding process goes far beyond the wardrobe. But it, that's a piece of it. Because um, I like to, to think of personal branding, like a marketing campaign. First of all, you've got the product, the promise, like what is it that you're trying to communicate to the world with your look, with your actions, with your services, with the way you, you know, you engage with folks. What is that promise? What are the what are the three or more talents that you have that you want everyone to be talking about? You know, what what is the story? What are those sound bites? And so I start from a very internal process per, uh, process. It's it's um, talent based branding, because, again, it's looking not as like image management. It's looking at like you're a product or a service. What is all that underneath? And then what they're really communicating. So a lot of times the branding process will be like, okay, you know, what's the style you want to show? And that, and then it's like, okay, well, this is what it looks like. And here's what you would wear. And, and then um, that, then you're done, right? That's your brand, but you're, you, that's your billboard. 
the and it's a fun part by the way it's the fun part it's the easy part of personal branding if you stick to it and it will absolutely change people's minds overnight mm -hmm. but you have to be consistent so you want to make sure that you do the harder work really understanding who you are as a brand and what you want that promise to be so it is it's really about figuring out your special combination your superpowers um, those special combination of talents that you have and then thinking about the work that you want to do and by the way the work you don't want to do a lot of people women guilty as men but probably more so take on all the work multitask figure it out and unfortunately sometimes the work brand they build is in contradiction to what they want mm -hmm. They don't, they're not seen as strategic because they're, they're seen as being so good at multitasking and getting stuff done. I, I work with a lot of female executives where we're, where we're undoing years worth of saying yes, and I can do it and let me help to saying, no, not for me. I've got to focus here. Those are very fundamentally emotionally big shifts that people have to make. But if you're early in your career and you can start to really figure that out, then you set yourself up with what you look like and what you sound like and how you hold yourself to always have people thinking about that, which you want them to think. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. presence is body disposition. It is voice command. These are areas where women in particular often can get quick hits because for a lot of reasons, a lot of women talk with, in their high voice and they don't talk enough in their low voice. From a branding perspective, if you're an executive and you want to communicate confidence or confidence, you really want to work on that. Mm -hmm. Taking up room at the table. You finally get a seat at the table and then, you know, women have a tendency to make everything neat and small. Understanding how so true. It's reminding me how many boardrooms I've walked into and sat down and I like literally am packaging everything up in the tiniest little like my notebook with my water, with my phone, with whatever else I had, all like trying to just yeah, make myself invisible. Exactly. It's the opposite of what you should do. You should walk into the room, you get your seat and take up as much as space with your papers, with your body as possible, because space communicates power. And these are all psychological messages that we want to, we want to know what we want to communicate. And if what we want to communicate is authority, we don't want a nice and neat, you know, nice and neat, tidy, uh, you know, desk area at that board meeting. We want to take up our space and we want to show people that we're confident to take our space. We want to talk our talk time. We want to not over talk. Um, there's a lot, 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 lot of elements that, that thoughtfully understood combine to make a powerful authentic personal brand and i could tell you so many success stories of clients who got to know themselves a little bit better and put just even some of these practices into place and revolutionized their career but more important their happiness with it because when you really do the work on a personal brand, which by the way is very fun and not that hard, but when you do it, it's like you get to be the most you. And sometimes, you know, you're bringing up a fun you that maybe you've tamped down because you didn't think that was right. Or maybe you're gonna be, you're gonna 
give in to the reserved you and you're going to stop trying to kind of put out so much energy because you think that's what's expected of you. So there's so many good things that are healthy, that are positive, that can come out of this, this personal branding process. Mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the things that I, my mind immediately goes to, which I, this probably doesn't say great things about me and my optimism, but I think about the roles I've had where I am generally confident in my abilities and how I show up. And it's interesting because looking back, I definitely built a strong personal brand in my agency and corporate roles, um, having reconnected with bosses and having, you know, seen their trajectory and opportunities that I was given, there was an element of personal brand that was built there, whether or not I acknowledged it. So one of the things I'm, I'm hyper aware of is whether you're an entrepreneur and you work in a service-based business with clients and, you know, they're going to hire you for your personal brand, but then they might want to try to sway your personal brand once you're working with them because they want to, they want what they want in their business. Um, or yeah. if more importantly, if you're in a corporate or um, organization setting, what happens if you build this personal brand and your teammates or your um, key stakeholders or your boss, they're not on board with that. And they're trying to force you to be something different. Do you have advice to anybody on that? Because I think that that can be a fear that holds people back from developing their personal brand. And then is likely some type of conflict that they meet along the way. If they might, if they're not finding themselves in the right position with the right people surrounding them to support that personal brand. So, so many things in there. It's interesting. I don't think I've ever had anyone ask me that question. So I love the question. Um, I, what, what I would say in response to that, to, to anyone who is experiencing that is first and foremost, you want to be in an environment where you can be authentic. So mm-hmm. if you do your, your personal branding, uh, I call it brand your brilliance. If you're branding your personal brilliance and it is not what is desired in the organization, it's not the right organization for you. Because when we behave counter to who we are, when we tamp down our our, um, talents, when we put a mask on that is really not consistent with who we are, that creates an internal dissonance, um, cognitive dissonance, psychology term, but between you and me, stress. Mm -hmm. So the more we're asked to be other than who we are, the more stressed (laughs) out we get. And we can recognize that we're getting stressed because certain things can happen. One, our behavior becomes inconsistent. We're moodier. One day we're nice and we feel like, yay, I'm I'm in with it. This feels good. This is good. I like these people. And the next day, you know, you get triggered and all of a sudden, you know, you're uncomfortable and you're grouchy with people. And so you start to create inconsistent experiences for people. That's a sign that something's off. Um, If you start to feel imposter syndrome, that's a sign that things aren't as they should be. There needs to be a tuning of the dial because you should feel very confident in what what your promise is. Now, it doesn't mean that you, that Sometimes we have to do stuff that is outside of our talent area. It's got to, we've got to build a skill because that's just part of the job. And that's fine. It's fine to not feel super confident about everything. You want to know what you're super confident in because that'll prevent imposter syndrome. When we can say, and I have to do this for myself sometimes, I am not supposed to be good at that. It is okay 
that so-and-so is better than me at that. Mm -hmm. I'm an achiever. I like to win. So that's, that's a conversation I have to have sometimes. Like all of my talents are over here. They're not over here. When you're in a place where you're using all the not over here, like you're all in your skill area, that is not the right job for you. I don't, you can get a better job. We can't, even if we have a decent amount of skill, if we're working in our area of skill, not our areas of talent, we'll never be as good as people who have those talents. Mm -hmm. We'll never shine, not truly. And we'll never feel as great and as confident as we would feel if we were being our true authentic selves using the talents we were designed with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hope I answered your question there. Yeah, I think so. And it's so true. Um, I think doing that constant gut check or recalibration of, um, is this the right position for me and being okay to accept that it might not be. I think so many people um, feel like they're wrong. The position's right, but they're wrong, right? As opposed to maybe the position's not right for you or your strengths. And so it's flipping that conversation on its head a little bit and recognizing that there might not be wrong with either or, but maybe it's just misaligned or a mismatch um, and that maybe there's a better place for them that to your point can help them shine. I can see this being super applicable for people who manage a team or who are hiring a team too. like Uh how the personal brand plays a role. Obviously, if you're leading and managing someone, your personal brand reflects them. But what would you say to business leaders who are looking to build high achieving teams? How does this whole concept come into play with the individuals that they're hiring and that they're nurturing? Yes. Excellent. Run a personal branding workshop and and do it together. Mm-hmm. Do the work together, have a lot of fun. Part of the process is understanding your communication styles mm-hmm. because your brand hits everything in your life. So communication on a team, it's a, it's a really important piece. As people do personal branding together, just the process of self-discovery in a shared environment, it, it accelerates the team bonding because when you learn about kind of like what's behind the, you know, what's behind the vest, when you learn about who people really are and how they want to be seen, all of that can be embraced and accelerated. And because everyone's feeling vulnerable at the same time, it's just a very, it's an amazing bonding experience. So to leaders who want to maybe look at their personal branding, I would do do it as a team activity, maybe (laughs) do a little bit yourself first. So you have an expectation for what the team would be experiencing, but bring it in and do it together because you can all reinforce one another and get to know each other and accelerate productivity on all other aspects of business as you're doing this. Mm -hmm. It also gives leaders um, a really good opportunity to talk about what's important to the team in terms of being good cross-functional business partners, um, being becoming the it team within the organization. Uh, there's lots of different ways that a, a leader could also use it as a platform and a strategy to achieve better results. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Now, are the um, personal brand workshops something that your firm does? Is that something mm-hmm. you partner with organizations on? Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, for sure. We have a, our programs called Brand Your Brilliance, and we do it in a couple of different ways. We do it as a coaching program, one on one. So we do that with leaders. And then we also do a lot of training in organizations where we bring the program in, like I was talking about, where, you know, we just we bring it in either to a team we're working with or sometimes just, you know, a one off program where we come in for, you know, a full day and just take everyone through the process. There's some assessments we do beforehand. So we've kind of done some pre work coming in, um, but it's revolutionary. I, it, it is. I, it's one of my favorite things to do because it's work that people i feel want to do but don't know how to do and are a little afraid to do yes and here's here's the other thing i would say about personal branding we only see a dimension of ourselves personal branding has to be done with others in a sense because if you are you only have one viewpoint of yourself you need people to reflect back to you that what you think you're putting out or what you think you're showcasing is being perceived the way you intend mm -hmm. and so doing it in a workshop or doing it with a coach or even just doing it with your friends is something i would recommend no matter how you do it don't use yourself as the as the one inputter to the process because you might end up with something that is only half as brilliant as you are. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. I talk about that with my clients. So when we're doing brand strategy and developing the brand message platform, mm -hmm. um, I just I had a discover or not a discover call a kickoff workshop yesterday with a client. And he was like, remind me again, like, why are we interviewing my past clients? And I was like, <laughs> because there's going to be gaps between what you yes. see about yourself and what other people see. And yeah. they're also they're going to use certain words you would never use to describe yourself or your service offering, but that's the type of verbiage we want to be using to connect with people. Yeah. And I know it's slightly different from a personal brand and within an organization, we're not talking about, you know, website copy and sales pages as much as we are your day-to-day -day interactions, but it, it still follows along that theme, that same theme. Um, yeah. And I think it really is important to get outside perspective because so often we're just too close to it ourselves. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yep, absolutely. And, and you would be great at this because you have such a strong background. You understand all the principles of marketing. I think people who aren't marketers, when we go through the process and we showcase this process against brand marketing, everyone's like, poof, oh my God, duh. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think so often that these are, um, they seem like abstract concepts. They seem like soft skills. They don't seem like, you know, hard skills that it's easier for people to see the ROI on, to yeah. invest in, to be able to check off your box and say that's done. This is more intangible. So there is more like fear around it. Um, I can see not only from going through the process, but if you're in an organization in being willing to invest in it for people, but I'm willing to bet that the impact on the business profitability, performance, um, you know, operation efficiency, um, I'm willing to bet it's got a really, really large impact. It, it has an incredibly strong ROI. And when you think about if your team or your organization is more confident, they're showing up better on a day-to-day -day basis, they are working in their areas of brilliance, they're gonna be bringing a much, much higher quality product and 
they're engaged. Mm-hmm. They're engaged in their work because it's the work they love to do and they're confident about doing it. So they're doing it quickly. It's, it's it, you get the panache, you get the energy, you get the higher quality. And I work a lot of times, not in brand, your, you know, doing this brand, your brilliance program, but I work a lot of time with, I spend a lot of time with, with, with C-level executives, helping them understand the talents of their teams and realigning the work to, to, to leverage the talents of the team, because, uh, you know, roles aren't created, roles are created to get work done. They're not created with specific people in mind as it should be. We shouldn't create roles necessarily for people. We need, should create roles to get the work done in the organization, but on a team, you can say, oh, I can shuffle things around a little bit to make sure that, you know, Mark is doing all of the work that he should be doing and he's going to excel at. And, and, you know, other people over here are getting opportunities to really showcase their talents. And it takes a lot of stress out of teams, for leaders, out of organizations. And it really does all actually come from this underlying idea of personal branding and understanding what it is that we are talented to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think that that's really applicable, not only for people that are in organizations, but that's a pl- very important, what you mentioned, that opportunity to kind of um, optimize your team based on individual strengths for entrepreneurs, because so often people who start out running a business, they may not have managed teams and they're likely right. hiring people for the first time and growing a team. And that can be um, uh, something that's difficult for them to navigate. So speaking of kind of that, mo- the mom, fellow mompreneurs, um, your experience yeah. has been not only helping organizations, but you've built your own business and firm too. And so I'd be interested to know, you know, for those who are listening and are looking to either develop their personal brand um, within their organization, or they're an entrepreneur and they're looking to develop their personal brand, what would you say is the better way you've learned? Like what's something you wish you knew based on your experience um, that you would share with our audience and why? To the entrepreneurs, I would say, get laser-like focused on what you want to deliver or sell and who to, and cultivate your brand around that. And do not worry about the, the stuff that comes your way that is outside your sweet spot. Say no to it, refer it to somebody else, take a referral fee, don't take it on. There is such a, a scarcity feeling that an, entre- an early entrepreneur can have, and even a late stage entrepreneur can have, that they, that they take on the wrong business, whether it's the wrong type of work or the wrong client. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you have a personal brand, the, the, the way this works brilliantly for entrepreneurs is when you're clear and you are, you are living your brand day in and day out, you will get more of what you want. And you will feel empowered to say no to that, what you, which you don't want. Because the, one of the things that, you know, I've done a fair amount of business coaching in my career. I don't do it anymore, but I have is that people get swallowed up in too much of the wrong work and they get exhausted and overwhelmed and they're not as successful as they want to be or as they could be. And I'm not talking about businesses that are struggling. I'm talking about businesses and entrepreneurs that are making it. They're just trapped Mm -hmm. in lack of clarity about themselves and about what they do and don't want. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have used personal branding personally because I've been doing it for so long. I, you know, since I was in my early 20s, I started that process for myself. It, it has been amazing. And the times in my career and in my in building my business, which is 20 years this year, where I was the least happy was when I was I forgot to implement my own principles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- those were the least fit fun years. Yeah. Oh, so good. And I can relate to a lot of what you've said. Gee, I'm going to consider myself early stage. I mean, we're making it, um, my team and I, but it's, I've only been in it for a, a year and a half. And to think of how many, uh, it's like, I get clarity around one thing and then something else is fuzzy again. And it's just this ever this evolution. But, um, I personally have been going through, especially the last month or two, um, it's almost like I've had clarity for a while, but I wasn't giving my, myself permission to lean into it because I was scared and I had that scarcity mindset that you're talking about. And yeah. just recently I've started to kind of um, hold my own in terms of saying, actually, that's not our core capability. I know you're asking me to do it. Um, this is someone else who can provide support on this area um, and having to turn down business. And it's scary, but it is rewarding. I have to say I have a long ways to go, but it feels empowering at least having started yeah. the process. So I love that that guidance and advice. Um, so for people who are interested in connecting with you as a follow-up to today's conversation, where can they find you? It's very easy. KimberlyGerber.com. Awesome. You can check me out there and, you know, we've got some, some free resources that we share. And I talk a little bit more about my perspective and philosophies. And if, you know, anyone is interested in the brand your brilliance process, they can definitely, um, you know, take a next step there. Awesome. And is that for individuals and like um, entrepreneurs and people in businesses? Okay. Yes. Perfect. We've got a couple of different, I didn't really speak to the brand your brilliance piece, but we do, we do do the brand your brilliance coaching uh, one-on-one. And we also have an online program that has, uh, and it's for folks who may just want to play with it, still some coaching built in, but it's not a, it's not, it's, it's a very um, value added program. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we'll definitely add all that information in the show notes for anyone who's interested. And I hope you will check it out. Um, I think that it's a really important aspect of building your business um, or building your brand within the business in which you operate um, and work. So be sure to check it out. And thank you again, Kimberly, for your time. I know um, you are busy, but we appreciate it. And I hope our listeners get a lot out of this. Oh, well, I had such a great time. And Courtney, just thank you so much. I love hearing about your own experiences and you are definitely making some good choices. So keep at it. Thank you so much. And we'll catch all of you on the next episode of A Better Way Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.